creepy one for Halloween. It's November. I know what you're thinking. Blake and Elizabeth, you're drunk again. No, because it's sober November for us. Cause we... No drink November. Oh, I like that better. No drink November. Um, because we have too many partying to do. Too much partying to do in October when we usually do it. So for the whole month of November, plus one day, because... <laughs> just because. Just because. Uh, we are doing Sober November, and it is not too late for you guys to join us if you want to. It's just a month of no drinking, no substances, just flushing out those toxins in your body that consume you like a little booger that just will not come off the tip of your finger. You know what I mean? I know it will help. Get through the month of no drink, November. What? Tell them. Oh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Alpin Organics. If you are doing sober or no drink November and you're like, I'm freaking out, man. I need that that edge. I need that cut of, of alcohol and toxins and and crap in my body. I just want to cut the edge off and relax. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying, but if you want that, then, you know, why don't you substitute it for uh, premium vegan uh Sorry, <laughs> CBD oil from Alpen Organics. Alpen Organics is uh, 100% vegan. It is U.S. hemp only. It is third-party lab tested. There's no THC, so it will work for No Drink November because you're not getting high, you know. Um, and it is also non-GMO, and it's also a U.S. veteran company. So if you're looking for that kind of relaxing moment in your life. I think the Alpen Organics is going to be the right product for you. I absolutely love it. Elizabeth and I, we use the 2000 milligram tincture. Uh, that comes in a little red bottle. If you're um, colorblind, sorry. Just look for the 2000 mark on there. And um, yeah, it just makes us feel, well, it makes me feel nice and chill and mellow. I can go to work and I'm just like nice and relaxed. I'm not tired, but it just puts you in a good mood, you know? And then if you're ready for bed, just put a little dab under or a little bit underneath your tongue. And you're good to go. Have nice, sweet, beautiful dreams of of these red poppies and going through a field, you know, and you have a dog with you and the dog is like your best friend and it just keeps looking at you like, hey man, like you're you're awesome. And you're like, no, you're awesome, you know? And um, yeah, that's that's the kind of dreams you're gonna have, you know, under like this oak tree and apples and you're like why is there apples on this oak tree and you know it's just because you're, like, you're dreaming you know because you just took alpine organics and it's the best um cbd that i've ever tried so head on over to alpineorganics.com and you're going to use offer code our naked story with no spaces and you're going to receive a 40 percent off today if you're listening to this today it's friday first day of the week um any other day though um yeah if it's a thursday you're gonna get 30 percent off so you don't get that Friday deal, but you still get a good deal. You know, 30% if you spend a hundred bucks, you know, 70 bucks, not bad. Um, so again, you guys go check it out, alpenorganics.com and use offer code Our Naked Story at checkout and you're going to receive 40% off on Fridays and 30% off on any other boring non-Friday day. Uh, also, you guys go check out their new app that they just came out with. Well, they came out with it a couple months ago, but it is super duper awesome. Just chock full of uh, vegan recipes if you're a vegan. Uh, it also has articles on traveling and um, new books that are coming out and just all this positive energy that people need right now. You know, it's awesome. So download it. It's free. And you can also order 
all your products on there as well. So there's that. Today's episode is also brought to you by Summer Moon Candles. Listen, I say it time and time again. Too many times where people are probably like, Blake, we know you're not a candle guy. Well, yes, I wasn't a candle guy. But now I'm 100% a candle guy. Candles are dope. 100% a candle guy. I don't use lights anymore. I use just candles. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I still use lights. But if the lights go out, I'm covered. Why, babe? Because you got some candles. Because I got my candles. I got my summer moon candles. You guys, summer moon candles are these beautiful, 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 delicate, um, just amazing smelling, uh, amazing looking, um, non-bullshit candles. Okay. (laughs) It's a... uh, it's a mama, sorry, a mama owned company. Um, so, you know, I mean, everybody loves their moms, right? I love my mom and everything she does is awesome. So why would this mother make something that's not awesome? So Summer Moon Candles are Woodwick Candles. It's a mama owned and operated candle company born from a desire to create high quality, all natural candles that are beautiful, unique, and good for your soul. Create a positive and ideal space for spiritual rest and setting intentions with our crystal-infused candles. Our hand-poured soy candles are made with 100% natural crackling wood wicks adorned with real crystals and dried flowers. Fill your home with an abundant aromas and good energy. Why wouldn't you do that? I feel like everybody needs abundant aromas and good energy in their house. I don't know. We have abundant aromas. Yeah, and they're awesome. And they come with the crystals. And again, my favorite part, you guys, is the wood wicks. They're absolutely amazing. It sounds like you're next to this little campfire, just crackling. You know. My favorite part is the wick doesn't get buried with melted wax. That is, yeah. That also works as well. So the wick, um, you know, all the stupid like glade or whatever candles people get. We're not that big. They're not going to sue us. It's fine. <laughs> um, those candles suck. So there's that. Unless you want to sponsor us. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, the, the wicks, they don't get... Um, buried underneath all that uh wax and you know there's that so um, if you guys go on over to etsy.com slash shop slash summer moon candles and you use the discount code our naked story all capitalization no spaces you're going to receive 10 percent off of your entire order so go check it out you guys there's been a handful of you guys that have bought in candles go check out their instagram as well you can find them at summer moon candles on instagram and look at all the stuff that they have. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. And it's made from a mom. And I love my mom. You know? Yeah. So again, you guys, that is uh, etsy.com slash shop slash candles. Use discount code Our Naked Story, all capitalization, no spaces. And you're going to receive 10% off of your order. On today's episode, it was a good one. It was a doozy. We speak to one of our very good friends, an amazing human being, just very genuine, very nice, um, very inviting. Just one of my favorite people in the one, entire world. Yeah, one of Elizabeth's favorite people in the entire world. <laughs> and I don't know, man, you just meet people in this journey that we call life. And some people stick and some people slide off of your life like butter on a skillet when you're making eggs, you know? And... Matt Trent has stuck to us and he's absolutely amazing. He's always nice. He's always amazing and always nice and always amazing. Uh, he also represents the uh, up and coming naturist group called United Naturist. 
we talk, we go into depth on what they actually offer. Um, you guys, please check out that website. It's unitednaturist.com. See what they have to offer. Um, it's just, it's the new revolutionary way of socializing naked. So there's that. Do you have anything to say before we play that cool song? Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. I thought you'd be using some fancy microphone and camera and the lights and all that jazz. No. Oh, you want me to? No, 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 no. You're good. All good. I'm so nervous. Why? What are we going to talk about? Oh, shit. Oh. No, I'm just I didn't know I needed to set up all my fancy lights and all that stuff. No, it's all right. You're good. I can hear you. How you doing? Good. Just got out of the shower. Cut the shit out of myself shaving. Jesus. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth okay. got me this new um razor, but it's the one. It's like just the single razor. And then like, uh, what do they call them? Safety razor. I don't know. It's really fancy. It's fancy. I haven't used it yet, as you can tell. But, no, I just got, yeah. I have the, sa- it's like the old school safety razor where you put the blade in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. Yeah. I They cut, it shaved so well, but I was doing it so fast and I like nicked my Adam's apple. Oh, dude, you got a comate on that. And then when you go to do your Adam's apple, you have to stretch your neck up way high. Yeah, it mm-hmm. yeah, so doesn't pop out. But yeah, I miss you, fool. I miss you. Hey, you guys, I'm going to be, I have a long layover in LA. I think the day after Thanksgiving. We're not doing Thanksgiving this year, so. I get there on the 27th in the morning early, so maybe I can rent a car and see you guys if you aren't doing anything. Yeah. How long is your layover? 20 hours or 24 hours. 27th. That's Friday. Mm -hmm. It's Black Friday. It's Friday after Thanksgiving. Ooh, scary Black Friday. Do you do all that Black Friday shit? No. You do everything online, huh? You're smart. Yeah, I don't really shop for Christmas. Do you like yeah. my little beard brush? That is pretty cool. Did you notice that I uh, shaved my mustache? Yeah. Got rid of it. Yeah. Slicking your hair back there. It's a little bit. I was wearing a, I was wearing a hat all day today, so I look like a mess. But it's all right. I'm not going to post this recording, so people can just hear my voice. I'll be fine. So what's up, man? Um, so who are you? Why why am I talking to you? Besides the who fact that you're one, one of my why are you talking to me? <laughs> Except for the fact that you're one of my greatest friends that I've met on um well now countless nudist adventures. But the main adventure that I met you on was the nude cruise back in twenty nineteen, February. That was amazing. And it was weird. You you are kind of like the I don't know about poster child, but you're like the poster child with your with your values because we met you one day and then the next day we were like, oh, yeah, like we're flying home. We're staying in this hotel. And you're like, nope, cancel your hotel. You're going to come stay with me at my house. I got an extra bedroom. You can crash there. And I don't know. I don't know if that's just you personally or do you feel like that's kind of like a nudist type of vibe that people give off where it's just very hospital and hospital hospitable. Hospitable. There you go. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, great vibes. And that's kind of what, uh, what I want to bring attention to people. It's not 
just about taking off your clothes, not just about being naked. It's the it's the values that nudists have or naturists, however you want to go through. But um, what do you think? Um, so to answer your question, um, I don't know. I think I just, I'm pretty good at seeing people for who they are. And when you connect, you just connect, I guess. And with you guys, even though it was brief and it was like super soon, I'm like, why don't you just stay at my place? Like you can do whatever you like. You don't have to hang out with me. You can do whatever you want, but it's stupid to get a hotel room. I <laughs> have an extra bedroom and we're cool. Like whatever. Like, I mean, I guess when it comes down to it, like you vibe with people and you either vibe or you don't. So yeah. I think I just learned along life's way is, you know, just trust that intuition and you know people will surprise you sometimes and they don't turn out to be who you think they are but for the most part you know at least in my experience they do yeah it's kind of i felt too do you and then i don't know it's kind of like uh i try really hard not to i definitely don't live my life based off of it but it's um sorry i just got off of work so i'm still going through my calm down but um what is it called where like good things happen to you all the time Anybody? Karma. Things. Yes. Karma. karma. <laughs> yes. I try really hard not to rely on karma for my whole life or for anything that I do. But I do get really good karma a lot. And well, I think it's just you get what you put out in the universe, right? So mm-hmm. whether you call it karma or just like I mean, you kind of manifest and you reap what you sow, I guess, you know? So if you put out good vibes and you treat people well and you're kind, then that will eventually come back to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And But why is it so hard? Like, like, why is it so hard for just people just be nice to each other? That's kind of a big question, but what are your thoughts on that? Why can't people just be nice and then let the universe kind of just do its thing and other people be nice to you? Well, I think a lot of people have experienced um, a lot of trauma in their life. And so maybe they haven't been fortunate enough to grow up in an environment that fostered that kind of uh, kind-hearted, giving, accepting, tolerant spirit. And so they are stuck in this healing place where they, they have all this trauma and pain that has given that has warped their worldview to where they don't see the kindness because they haven't been given that like they haven't been given the example of kindness and so they don't necessarily know how to do that. Mm. I mean, well, tell them to come on some down. Some people are just some people are just assholes. You know, they they just choose to see the negative. You know, like it's easier to complain and blame shift than it is to you know be content and choose to be happy you know i think this culture is um what's i think it's more common to find in our culture today people seeking happiness like something or someone that will make you happy Mm -hmm. but in reality happiness is a choice like you'll never be happy if you can't be happy with where you're at in this moment. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. That's true. It's hard. It's very hard. Especially, yeah, you're right. And today, what is going on today? You know, 
actually this is a, this is kind of something I'm struggling with right now is like with with money, you know, like money. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a lot better with it now, but I never made enough money. I never had enough money to do everything I want. I'm like, yeah, you know, if only I made this much more and this much more. But then I did get to that point where I did make that much more. But then you know, as I just wanted more and more and more, you know, and I know that still that falls more into the category of like greed. But um, but now showing that there's so much stuff that I can do if I kind of just have a different outlook on it and it doesn't cost much money or it doesn't cost any money really to have happiness. You know, happiness, I think, is or money, I think, is kind of just more like, I don't even know what money is. Money sucks. I mean, money is. is a tool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like if you view money as the same as like paint. I know Elizabeth is a painter. Mm-hmm. So if she has like a bucket of paint and that's all the paint she has, well, she goes and says, oh, I'm going to go over here and start painting this picture or this mural or start painting it th- this way. But in reality, she had like there was a task that took priority but she chose to, instead of painting what she had to paint mm-hmm. and paint because she wanted to paint this, this color or whatever it may be, she used her tool or her resources in a way that wasn't serving. So it doesn't matter how much, it doesn't matter how much paint you have. If you're constantly using the paint you have for things that you don't need or things that aren't priority, it doesn't yeah. matter. The more you have, if you're not using that tool the way it's meant to be used or that, you know, I, I guess people think, oh, if I had more money, then I wouldn't be in this situation. No, it's not the amount of money. It's the priority and how you use it or mm-hmm. and how, you know, yeah. who knows? Overthinking it, it, I think. Yeah. Well, you said it a lot better than I did. I was, I was going to have this whole like philosophy, like super duper, like deep thing. And then it went to shit. So, but, um, so, okay. This is something that I struggle with too, which is kind of cool. Hopefully nobody else struggles with it, but whatever. Um, when you do meet those people who they are just constantly beating themselves up, constantly negative, constantly just never ever positive, hate themselves and nothing you can do or say or anything that can change it. I feel like you're kind of in that, you're very, I don't know, you're a different type of person. You're very knowledgeable and you're very um, compassionate, but then you're also very stern on on like all right well like pick yourself up and get like let's we're fucking doing this shit we're being happy or whatever um i say that because i did meet somebody one time and the whole time they're hanging out they're kind of just like yeah you know i I suck i'm a loser i'm this like you're not a loser and i kept just trying and trying for like an hour and then at the end of it it was like i wasted so much energy trying to make this person happy and at the end they're still just like no like you can say what you want but i'm still a loser and i'm just like what do you do in a situation like that well i mean i think at the end of the day, it's about spending your energy on something, right? So you have to choose to spend your energy on what's important to you, right? So for me, you know, it's a daily battle and a daily choice, but I try my best to spend my energy on things that are going to build me up and be positive and not drag me down. You know, I understand that in a situation like that, that you found yourself in, that not everybody's going to see the world the same way I do. That, you know, they can vent or they can express themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point where I'm like, we're not doing this. Like, yeah. I'm not sitting here and enabling this choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say, okay, you know, and tr- either try to change the subject or just be like, listen, we're just not doing this. Like, 
it's just not happening. And you just kind of, I mean, it's difficult because there's so many like variables that could go into that situation. I mean, if the person doesn't want to lead by your example or, or, you know, follow your example, then it doesn't really matter. They still have free will. They can still choose to do whatever they want and you have to respect that. But Mm -hmm. in that instance, if they're going to continue to make those decisions or continue to waste their energy on negative things, then I'm just going to excuse myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like it's just not worth it. Like I can coach them and encourage them. Like we're not doing this. Like we're going to focus our energy on something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everybody has a choice on how they're going to spend their energy. And if they choose, no matter, I mean, you can encourage and be an example, but ultimately they have to make that decision themselves. Yeah. 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 And I get that a lot too. Something, you know, I've been working on the past couple of years was, was actually just trying to promote the nudism as well. Um, there's some people who are like, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. Oh, oh I would never, ever do that. And I sit there and, it, it, well, I mean, I'm pretty much going to say the same thing, you know, just over and over again. No, it's so awesome. It's beautiful. It's this, it's this. It's and just at the end of it, they're just not interested in it at all. So I finally just come to terms that as amazing as nudism is, it's not for everybody. If you're really stuck in that headspace where you're not willing to give something that, like, you're not willing to give that a chance, um, you know, it's... There's there's really nothing I can do. If you've already made your mind up, it's not really worth trying to get the energy out there. You know, which I don't know. It kind of sucks because I want everybody to enjoy this. I want people to meet people like you. I want people to have these friendships that I do. And I want people to experience the happiness that I do. And um, it's hard knowing that it's there. It's right around the corner, you know, and it doesn't have to necessarily even be in this this type of environment. It doesn't have to be a nudist environment. But, you know, there is happiness out there. And for people just like you said to dwell on that negativity and dwell on that unhappiness it's it's weird you know puts a little yeah. puts a little stain on my on my heart you know? yeah. i mean i wouldn't like when it comes to you know getting my textile friends involved in the nudist lifestyle or naturist lifestyle um i don't really view myself as like an evangelist like i'm not trying to go out there crusading and convert people yeah i just am unashamed and live my life and share my stories Mm -hmm. and my textile friends i mean literally i think every single one of them have said you live a life that is like out of this world like we live vicariously through you like every weekend (laughs) like you're doing something and i'm just sitting there thinking like if I ever do one of those things, I've lived a life. And like, so I think where I've seen the conversion happen, it's been organically because they see that I accept that they're not ready or that they're mm. not open. You know, I always invite them. Hey, I'm going to do this. If you want to come, like, you don't have to get naked. Yeah. You know, like, we're just going to hang out. And, you know, I think when they say no or whatever, I just accept it and it doesn't change anything. And I continue on my adventures and then they come back and, you know, it slowly starts to like change their mindset of like, okay, maybe I could do this. And then maybe they'll never get there or maybe they'll go with me the next time. It just, at the end of the day, I just accept that it's their choice. Yeah. And then I share my adventures with them through, you know, telling them what happened or whatever. And 
I don't know. I just, I don't think that it's my job to convert somebody, but I also think that being honest and organic with who I am and sharing that also encourages people. It, It creates like almost an envy, like a jealousy of like, you know, you live your life so confident and proud and joyful. And then I'm like, well, you could do it too. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, and I get it too. I, I understand it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, like you've never been to the beach before. You should just go to the beach. Like that's kind of something. This is something that's so, not necessarily so taboo, but it's just, it's so outside, I guess, of the, the social norm, I guess. That's why it's, okay. I don't know. It's, it's like 50 50. So half the people are like, dude, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I never knew that existed. Let me try it. And the other half are just like, eh, no, not for me. All right, cool. Like, but yeah, you know, you're right. That's, that's actually, that's, that's a great way to put it. Just do, do your own thing, you know? And that's kind of something that, um, you know, I was working on too was like finding that there's a fine line between like selfishness and then like, um, like self care in, in a way, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not being selfish just because I like, I'm not trying to be out there and be like, oh, yeah, like I'm doing this all for me, you know, but in the big picture, I, I really am. And that's my self care part of it, you know, this mm-hmm. is what makes me happy, you know, and if it doesn't make you happy, then, you know, sorry, <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> but, um, so what about, so what about Florida? How, um, if anybody is in, or has already dipped their feet inside the nudist world, they should know that Florida is the place to be if you want to be a nudist. So how, tell me how amazing Florida is. I already know, but just tell me again so we can move there. Once you guys so, get rid of your crocodiles or alligators. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I guess living in Florida and this being my experience, it's just normal. Um, but Florida has a huge concentration of resorts, campgrounds, beaches, um, places that you can go and enjoy nude recreation. Um, It's such a foreign con, like it's so available and so uh, many activities that are open and available for you to do in, in the naturist lifestyle here that I go somewhere else and I'm like, you only have one, one place and it's like two hours away. <laughs> like yeah. I'm looking at people like, <laughs> like, are you serious? So it's one of those things that I think that because I'm in the bubble and I, mm-hmm. and this is my normal life that it's hard for me to grasp the concept that it's not as accessible to everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. I obviously I know because I have friends that live all over the place, right? Like I've traveled and I've gone to resorts all over the country. My friends that live all over the place and they share their experiences. But for me to go to like, you know, karaoke on Thursday at the nude resort with my friends or go, you know, to Taco Tuesday at one of the resorts with my friends. And it's like, it's literally so ingrained in my life that I'm doing the same things that everybody else is doing, going to happy hour, going to taco Tuesday, going to karaoke on Thursday or Friday, having Mm -hmm. a pool day on Saturday, but it just happens to be that it's all naked stuff. Yeah. So it's so accessible that everything that everybody else does on a normal basis, I'm doing, it just happens to be at different resorts or different nude locations. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know if I'm explaining that right, 
No, 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 you are. Yeah, yeah. Like you're in a way you're not you're not really doing anything like super different than a lot of people. Like the different part is the the naked part. Yeah. So, I mean, like you would have, you know, like maybe in your town you have like the same ten bars that you go to, right? Or same yeah. ten social venues that you go to. Well, I literally mm-hmm. have the same fifteen places that I go that are it's okay to be socially naked. You know, whether it's the beach, yeah. the resort, campground, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And you guys have such a, and to kind of put it more in perspective, like, so for Southern California, which I'm sure I was probably one of the friends that you're talking about that doesn't really have that much in their state, but Southern California, you, you know, you'd think it's, it's the most, you know, or one of the most sunniest places. And at least Southern California, we have three resorts here, um, not close to each other at all. You guys literally have a resort that's what, a couple miles away from each other right oh yeah so like pasco county in florida is like the has the most uh nude campgrounds or resorts than anywhere else in the country i think i I mean i don't know the number off the top of my head but it's a lot i mean actually maybe look it up real quick but it, it, it it's so many that they're literally like across the street from each other. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely nuts. And 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 then even your guys' beaches too. We have our one kind of half of a naked beach in Southern California. I don't know. Is I don't is Pirates Cove still considered Southern California? That's central. It's more central. Never mind. But yeah, you know, and it's not even a fully it's not even a legal nude beach. It's just a place where people kind of turn their heads and, you know, kind of just let it be what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But I got hopes. I do have hopes. Very optimistic person. Sometimes it's bad. Makes me have enemies. <laughs> okay, so I just did a really quick Google search, and according to Anner, it says that there's. Um, let me make sure I get this. I think it's saying that there's thirty. Uh, I should have read it completely. So there's eight um, nudist resorts in Pasco County. Let's see, thirty-four nudist resorts, including eight in Pasco County. 30 nature society clubs and 5,100 nature resort rooms available. I guess this is in Florida. Jeez, please. Well, guess we're moving to Florida. I'm just kidding. We're going to stick to California for yeah, a little bit. So I guess the way this is reading, without you know taking the time to go through the whole article, it looks like it's saying that there's 34 uh, nudist resorts in Florida and eight are in Pasco County. Hmm. No, I don't know, man. Seems pretty awesome. What's your favorite one so far? Can you say that? No, you uh, can't say that. Okay. <laughs> we'll skip that. Just say next or something. You don't want to answer that. No, I actually, I mean, I do have a, I have, um, you know, each one is so different. The, you know, they have, um, they're very unique in their own way. Um, and I have a few that I like for different reasons. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have more than one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. But there, yeah, but no, you that's know, good. It's that's kind, it's kind of hard to have. It's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to say which one's your favorite friend when, you know, your relationship with each of them is different and what you yeah. get from them is different. So it's kind of the same thing with um, like resorts is that my experience and when the experience that I'm going to have is going to be completely different depending on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except, except for the friends part, like I am your favorite friend though. Right. Like <laughs> oh, overall. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's, 
Okay, so I want to, I'm definitely going to talk to you about UN, but let me, uh, how about a little bit of brief history on kind of how you started? I don't know how late your plans stay up. First of all, I appreciate you. I know it's 9.35 right now for you. So if you get tired, just let me know. We can call it. But uh, kind of want to kind of know a little backstory on how you got started with nudism. Sure. Um, first of all, my name's Matt Trent. I don't think I actually introduced myself at the beginning. Oh, we yeah. got really... <laughs> Uh, I think we got caught, we got really distracted by something. I can't even remember what it is now. Um, anyways, so how I got in, involved in social nudity or naturism. Um, in college, my the motto was unity through nudity. So it was kind of the first time that... Um, and I went to a Christian school and it was an all male dorm. And so it was the first time that I had kind of been in a social setting where nudity was accepted, that it wasn't instantly viewed as sexual. Um, after that, um, I had a friend who I can't even remember. You know, he's like, let's go to the beach, check out the nude beach. And, you know, you're in your early 20s and you're like, sure, let's go to the nude beach. So he went to the nude beach. Um, and then after that, he wanted to go to a nude resort. But we ended up never going. I can't remember why. Um, I think it was just life, you know, not being able to get off. And then it's kind of that scared, like we don't know anybody there. So what's it going to be like for two young guys in their early 20s going to a nude resort like yeah i mean you just don't really know what to experience right yeah. so th those jitters um and then life kind of happened and then you know it's kind of hard when you're you know starting a new job and you're meeting coworkers, and that's kind of where you're getting your social experience from to like say to one of your coworkers, hey do you want to go lay naked with me on the beach or go to this like new campground with me so you know for a couple of years there i was really inactive well i moved to florida i'd been living in florida previously and i left and then i moved back and i went to a resort called cypress cove which is pretty well known known um i went by myself um, and because I was a single male, not affiliated with Anner, I did the tour and, you know, did all the information. I guess they did background check, whatever they do for your first time visit. But because I was a single male, their policy is, is that you can't stay. So I drove an hour out, oh, I did a 20 minute tour, and then I had to drive an hour home. So yeah. that was kind of my first experience with a resort. And I was like, okay, like. You know, Sucks. that was a waste of that, like <laughs> three hours. But I mean, I understood why. But at the same time, I was like, okay, that, I mean, it was, anyways, moving forward. Uh, and nothing against the resorts that do that because, you know, it's very common in the uh, community for resorts to do that. And there is reasons behind that. And I understand why. But, you know, so I go, well, after they told me that since I had done that, that the next time I could come and spend the day. Um, and they had a youth rate that was $5. So if you're 35 and under, you got in, the day fee was like five bucks or whatever. They have this big festival in the summer called Parrot Head, which is their like signature event. It's a Jimmy Buffett festival, the biggest event that they have. So I go and there's like hundreds and hundreds of people. And, you know, I go by myself and I'm sitting in the hot tub and there's these two other guys that are younger or in my age group, I should say. 
uh, my peers. And I start talking to them because, you know, they're the only other people in the close vicinity that's, you know, my age range. And they're like, oh, you know, we hit it off. And they say, are you going to go to the FYN event, the VAT, the end of summer bash? And I was like, well, I thought about it, but I didn't want to go alone. I didn't really know anybody. And I didn't just want to show up. And, you know, they're like, oh, we're, we're going to go. So you'll know somebody. And for those that don't know what FYN is, it's the Florida Young Naturist. It's a group that um, is 1835 in Florida. And it really helps promote and um, um, expand social nudism for the younger, you know, people through 18 to 35. Anyway, so at the time I was in my mid-20s. I end up going to this end of summer bash, which is one of their big events, uh, because I had met these two guys in the hot tub. And literally, I get there. It was pitch black. I set up my tent, go to the pool, and within five minutes, just clicked. Like, the people I met, that within the first 10 minutes of being there, I still hang out with t today. Our group has grown. Um, it was like I had taken a drug and I was instantly addicted. Literally yeah. after that. So July, I went to this event at Cypress Cove. Um, August, I went to this uh, FYN event. And then literally every other weekend, I was meeting up with the people that I had met at, at resorts or beaches doing nude things for the first two years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just... I tell people I just dove right in <laughs> like, oh. something I've oh, been that, curious yeah. about and wanted to experience once in my life. And here I am, oh. you know, I spend okay. more time naked with my friends than I do clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's so cool too, dude. I, that's one of my favorite parts about like, um, having nudist friends. Cause like, even when, when you're na not even at like a nudist resort, you like go to their house and they'll just like answer the door and they're naked. And then like, mm -hmm. you just like, it's like taking off your shoes. Like you're like, damn, it's hot in here. And so you just like take off your own clothes, but it's not like a, you're not like that drunk guy at the, at the party that like gets naked. You know, you're just, it's just normal. You know, it's I mean, so, oh, like when you came over for, uh, yeah. When we had our fucking 30 hour brunch. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I walked in, everybody's naked. I was like, and it wasn't a thing. It was just like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, you're getting naked. I mean, you just get to a point to where it's not even, I don't even notice if someone's naked or not. Yeah. And, you know it's just so normal to see naked people i don't know yeah yeah it's yeah and and that's actually be a good topic to bring up too and that's kind of something that i i respect a lot from the nudist community because i mean i'm not gonna sit here and lie like when you first start out i don't know if it was the same for you um you know when you start seeing all these naked people like you you kind of look and then you look away and then kind of look again you're like like it's it's so it's so abnormal to you but then you start getting to a point where you just I, you're right like it all goes away and that leads you to just respecting other people in general you don't start looking at people's flaws you don't even when i meet people with clothes on i don't stare them up and down like oh like that's a fucking i don't know gucci watcher or, or what, i don't know what i think it's kind is. of gone the other way for me like i'm so accustomed to seeing people naked or being naked that, you know, I, it's like my brain doesn't different, diff I'm not gonna be able to say this word. My brain can't tell a difference when someone's clothed or someone's not. It's just someone's there. And yeah. 
I find myself in situations with my textile friends where I will either get naked and not even think about it. And then mm. I see their reaction or that they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And then it brings my, you know, it makes me aware or I'll be showing a picture. Like, you know, when we went to Black's Beach and I took a picture on the beach, I'm showing somebody at work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like I went to the beach and they're like, you're naked. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like you just forget yeah. that it's not normal. And um, I mean, I've literally sent pictures to someone and they're like, please don't send me those pictures. Anymore. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's just at the beach. And yeah. then it's just you, you it it's so normalized to you that that you forget. And I try really hard to be respectful and realize that that's not how most people see things. Yeah. But you do slip up sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. And not, yeah, we actually got kind of caught in that way in a little bit. Cause my, um, we were showing my mom pictures from like, I think Joshua tree or something like that. And Elizabeth's like showing her, I think on my phone or her phone. And then she has like a naked picture on there. Not sexual or anything like that. Just a naked uh-huh. picture. She's like, Oh, and that's me naked. And then swipes back. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's just kind of how it works. So like a lot of people who are worried, like when you get, you're like, Hey, look at this photo. They're like, Oh, don't swipe left or right. Me. I'm like, there's, I don't think there's really any pictures in my phone that are not like naked pictures of us. Cause I just like yeah. pictures where uh, I wouldn't say pictures where we're clothed are not, you know, memorial or memorable, but you know, they are, but I definitely have more nude pictures inside my phone. So it's kind of funny when people are like, Oh, like, like send me a picture, like how your girlfriend looks or something like that. Like, you know, whoever I'm talking to, I'm like, fuck, I can't show you any pictures. I don't have any clothed <laughs> pictures of her, you know, but yeah, no, that's cool, man. I, I, I like it a lot. It, it's, you know, it's, this is what we're doing. We're, you know, we have a podcast on promoting nudism and stuff like that. And even though we talk about on every single episode, I, it kind of just gets to a point where if you want it, it's there. If you want this happiness, it's there. And you can either dive in like you did kind of like how I did or take your time, you know, start off at home. Yeah. But you know, I always tell people that this experience has changed my life that if I can meet a stranger and be completely naked and they accept me for who I am, what I look like, no matter what, like unconditionally, then why can't I accept myself? Yeah. Um, and have that same unconditional acceptance that a stranger is giving me. Yeah. Did you have any like worries and stuff growing up at all? that you kind of like overcome no i mean my family i mean we didn't grow up like nudists but my family was pretty accepting and tolerating i mean Mm -hmm. i grew up pretty conservative and christian um i don't know i i it, it was just never really an issue like nudity it wasn't like a sex thing it wasn't you know like oh if you're naked you're it's sexual it just kind of wasn't something we talked about yeah yeah well i meant like as far as like like did you have like body issues or anything like that or issues about yourself um growing up that, that you uh, oh you mean overcame? like body issues i thought you meant like you know issues with um, nudity or something no yeah i mean i think everybody has body issues especially you know through teenage years insecurities maybe not issues but insecurities like you can always be more in shape or, you know, whatever, whatever the insecurities are, you know, like as I'm getting older, my dad bought, I'm like, there's, there's always a a room for improvement. Right. 
but I think that the the what how do how do I want to say this? I think what I've learned is is that accepting areas that could be improved doesn't define who you are. So no matter what you look like or what your strengths are, there's always a weakness or an area that you could be better or get better at. So your weaknesses and your insecurities aren't what define you. It's everything else about you, right? So, you know, I may not have the most fit body in the world or look like a model. And I may have an insecurity deep down inside because who doesn't want to look, you know, the prettiest or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I realize that those aren't things that make me who I am, that those are mm-hmm. superficial and that, you know, I'm going to have skinny days and fat days and, you know, good years and bad years. And I, I, your body changes through life. So mm. I'm rambling now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I think it's a rambling podcast. Um, trust me. I think it's 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 learned I've learned that my insecurities aren't who I am and that it's okay to have insecurities and that but your insecurities shouldn't um I would say your insecurities shouldn't be the focus of a uh, focus of your life. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Yeah, I used to be really insecure about my uh, third nipple. Would never take my shirt off. Serious. It's the most common. I learned later. It's the most common birth defect. I would never take my shirt off. Just always like conscious about people make fun of me. And now, because your third nipple. Yeah. Now I'm like, I got a third nipple, and I'm proud. You know. I still worry about it sometimes. Though. Oh my goodness! What are, you, what are you staring at over there? You staring at my third nipple? Elizabeth's eating soup and staring at my third nipple like a weirdo. Just kidding. Well, cool. Well, let's uh, so let's fast forward to I think you started in 2020, if not then uh, late 2019. Um, what's this UN thing that I keep hearing about? What's going on with that? First things first, I just say I am so proud of you. I am truly am. As a friend, as a nudist, just as a person, you, I, I don't know. Just tell them. T- tell them. Tell them. Tell them what's up. Tell them about the most greatest invention ever in the entire world of existence. <laughs> so I am one of nine administrators for a group called United Naturist. The group was created a year ago, like a year ago in July, like the end of July, um, beginning of August of 2019. It was kind of a group that was started, a group of friends who um, kind of met through the FYN, like the Young Naturist group, um, had gotten older, you know, mid-30s, late or early 40s, and then just some of our other friends that we had made um, through doing the events in Florida and then, you know, volleyball events and stuff like that. So we created this Facebook group. I think there was around 50, 50 to 100 people uh, when we first started. And it was kind of just like, hey, we're getting older, you know, but we still want to go have fun. Let's create a Facebook pet group um, and just post when we're doing something, right? So that was kind of, you know, 
it was, you know, literally it was just a group of friends that wanted to have a place to say, this is what we're going to do. And we want to get naked and do it. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a couple months, um, you know, we have a couple successful events, like 30 to 50 people that come mostly again, the friends that, you know, they would bring one friend or another. Um, we had a luau at Cypress Cove last November, which was, you know, our biggest event up until that point. Um, it was a weekend event, we, you know, luau themed, and it was just really kind of hang out, uh, spend time with your friends. And then we did a New Year's party. And then because of various things like the new cruise and then some other things, the holidays, we really didn't do anything. We were getting ready to start gearing up for the spring and the summer season and then COVID hit. Mm. What's that, COVID? <laughs> the, you know, COVID. The COVID. Um, Sounds familiar. Coronavirus. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But just, yeah, I'm obviously joking. <laughs> yeah, I've been living under a rock. Such a dork. Been living at a nudist um, resort, so you're living in a nudist resort. What, what's COVID? What's <laughs> this pandemic thing? Um, so, anyways, COVID hits like right about the time that uh, we're going to start gearing up for spring. And again, keep in mind at this time, we were, you know, maybe in March, February, March, we were around, we we're a couple hundred people, right? Because people were still engaging online, still talking, and still saying, "Hey, I'm going to be at the beach or whatever." Um, so during the pandemic, um, the nine admins really started building this online community and really engaging people, um, starting to form and become a little bit more serious, um, groups slow, you know, when people are in quarantine and sitting at home and all they're doing is engaging on social media or virtually, um, we really started to pick up a lot of traction. And so we had a lot of friend requests or a lot of people requesting the joining group. And, you know, obviously we have questions and procedures that people have to go through like a vetting process, because, um, if anybody's ever been in a naturist group, uh, it tends to attract certain types of people. And so in order to keep a safe space, you know, there's some kind of vetting, uh, procedure that we go through, but, uh, yeah, so we just start growing, and then um, we are now, I think, over 1,300 people in the Facebook community. Um, we are chartered as a non-landed Anner club. We are affiliated with the Naturist Society Foundation, and we have partnerships so we have sponsor resorts all over the country um well i shouldn't say all over the country we have uh, a sponsor uh sunny rest in pennsylvania all of dell in california all of dell <laughs> um we have resorts in florida we have uh, cypress cove uh sunny Re um sunny sands um uh, eden rv park um Paradise Lakes. Um, God, I'm going to forget some. But anyways, we have several resorts that are sponsors. We have partner um, clubs and organizations. So we work with a lot of the beaches foundations to um, help promote and advocate for expanding public lands in Florida where social uh, nude recreation is uh, permitted. 
So we partner with them. Um, we've lobbied and contacted state representatives. We've done beach cleanups. We've uh, reached out to other social clubs that are similar, and we've supported their events and invited their members to come out um, to our events. So the we've we've kind of grown from a group of friends to a larger group that's creating a network, right? And our goal is to create a network that's nationwide, that partners with other resorts and clubs to promote the work that they're doing, but also throw epic parties. Like <laughs> we may be just a party group, right? And we may have an epic party, but we can't have an epic party every weekend. But mm -hmm. there's groups and resorts that are out there that are having events all the time. So we can plug you in. So say you live in Southern California, we can promote what Olivedale is doing and promote and encourage you to get involved and then meet the people that live there and find something that you're interested in and hopefully invest in this community. So it's a long-term idea that United Naturist in of itself, we just have meetups and events that are social you know we just had a halloween party um which was pretty epic it was our largest event we've ever had um and in the meantime we encourage people to get involved with other groups and create that network and hopefully what will happen is that you know i can plug somebody into an uh, an interest that they may have that's going to get them hooked as a lifetime social nudist, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> our, our goal is to create a network nationwide for young professionals to invest and create this and take over from the generations before us, right? So yeah. until now we see a huge opportunity to really change and create a subculture within the naturist community that will be lasting and refreshing and youthful. Um, and we're doing it by just throwing epic parties. Yeah. You know? Hey, parties are dope. I'm down for parties. <laughs> yeah, but hey, one of the most beautiful things I like about this, so like you said, it, it's this network, this spider web, where it's like you said, it's not it's not just people in Florida throwing parties just in Florida. It's gonna be, or it's it's turning into where, like you said, um, you know, you're throwing a United Nature's um, party at Olivedale. If you're in the area and you're a United Nature's member, then you come to that party as a United Nature's, and that that's the the unity part of it. Um, Something that I really, really like that you guys are doing, which me and you have talked to, um, you know, countless times before, is kind of something that me and Elizabeth wanted to start doing, was the problem that I see with with a lot of these groups forming. Sorry, you're not talking. About, um, problem that I see with a lot of these groups forming is that, um, you know, you have to have like when you have so many groups in one different in one region, you know, you have like, um, you know, this group for I'm not gonna say any names, but whatever you have 10 different nudist groups in within the within like 60 miles from you so if you want to go to a certain nudist group you have to be a member there but then there's a nudist group that's another 10 miles away from you that's having an event the next weekend and you have to get another membership for there and then another membership another membership and something that's awesome that what you guys are doing is you're going to be going to all these different 
I guess, these subgroups as well. And mm-hmm. as a United Naturist, they're either going to get a deal, right? Or they're going to be uh, a part of that that club as well, right? So they don't have to keep paying all these different memberships. Right? Is that yeah? So I kind of in the in the ballpark. Like obviously, so if you're talking about like a resort, right? So obviously, you're not going to get the same kind of entry or rates that you would if you were a full member of that resort. Yeah. But ideally, what we would like to do in um, we never ask for anything, right? We approach a resort and say, we would like to develop a relationship with you. What would that look like for you? Like, our goal is to not compete with you. It's not to, you know, try to pull membership away from you. We want to promote and build attendance and what you're doing in your community. Like, how can we help support you? And on our sponsorship level, typically what happens is a resort will extend some kind of discounted rate or a special rate for official UN members. So whether it's honoring like the Anor rate, whether you're an Anor member or not, or, you know, some resorts offer a steep discount gate entry fee um, and, you know, some other benefits. So whatever it may be that that resort wants to do, we accept that, but then we start promoting the, what uh, the events that they're doing. Right. Um, so the goal is to kind of be like another type of ANR or TNSF um, where we're not competing with them, but to kind of create this similar kind of network, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think what's unique about United Naturists and other social groups and other groups that you're talking about is, is that we're not trying to compete with other groups. Um, we want to support our community. We want to support other groups and develop relationships and partnerships. And how can we expand the audience? How can we get more people plugged in and invested? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, and party, right? <laughs> and party. That's what I'm excited like, for. We we may have a big party, but you know it goes beyond that. So uh, we as a group are as a social group. Like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But we also understand the responsibility that you have a captive audience of people who want to come and party. Yeah. We'll take the opportunity to introduce them to other places, other things, you know. We had one of uh, the Beaches group come to one of our events and had up an information booth. And we encouraged our members to go and talk to them and, and see how they could get involved in the ag- advocacy of expanding uh, and opening up another naturist beach in Florida. Uh, but it, at the end of the day, it was still a party, but we took the opportunity to have actionable things that would expand nudist or, you know, naturist legal action in the state. So, yeah. Well, hell yeah. And party. No, I'm just, I'm and just party. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Hang on. I'm going to make a microphone adjustment real quick because uh, we are welcoming to the show uh, Elizabeth. Uh, she just joined us after a long, hard day of work. So hang on one second. Two microphones. I know. Or we no, do need two microphones. We need two headphones. Yeah, and two headphones. We're uh, we're in the process of right now. By the way, if you guys... Hello? Can you hear me, Matt? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're in the process, oh, sorry. If you heard the last episode, um, we are asking for donations because we're trying to get some new shit. So, what do you need? 
we need a microphone and headphones headphones oh and you we need us right now blake and i are sharing a microphone iPhone, and headphones iphone headphones yeah so we're connected um, by a wire and then also awkward. and then yeah and then also uh table mics are going to help out a lot more that way we can be comfortable when we talk anyway anyways if you can if not whatever no big deal we'll, we'll figure it out later. i know i know a sponsor you do know a sponsor mm-hmm. private private sponsor private sponsor get it you got a, a ps mm-hmm. huh interesting anyways um okay well matt how can people uh start finding information on this amazing new association that's coming together so um we have a website it's just um unitednaturist.com uh you can get on there and check us out um we do have a facebook page united naturist we don't really use it that much again like i said we um are just over a year old and i would say six months into this uh adventure of being a uh large group um and we are growing very fast we do have a facebook group that you can uh reach out to um although we are kind of transitioning through membership and um inquiries about the group through our website um it just helps us manage like i think we have um we get a lot of requests to join and uh we're just trying to streamline the process uh but yeah unitednaturist.com um there's also information i think about us on uh the nature society foundations uh in magazine as well as on the anner website um and also, I just found out that Visit Florida is updating their information, and United Nature should be featured on Visit Florida website, I think. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Well, cool. There you go. <clears throat> if you want to have an amazing experience and party, maybe party. No, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm in a party mood right now. I want to party. Um, <laughs> yeah, go check them out, you guys. UnitedNaturist.com. Uh, speaking of, for anybody out there who receives the uh, Anner Bulletin magazine. I haven't received it, and we're supposed to be in the paper. So if you have oh, one, you haven't received it. Let me check. Yeah. Wait, do you you have the November one right now? Um, I don't know if I get the Florida Anner or if it's national or what. Is it? Anner if you West guys are or... if your guys are Anner I West, I I, I want to say it's just Anner. Um, yeah, this guy that we're actually going to be interviewing next week. Um, he wrote an article on us, uh, the podcasters of nudism, and we were there. I, I mean, I don't know, could have lied to me, but he seemed like a trustworthy guy. You know, he didn't send you he didn't anything. Send, like a wiener. It's for Oct- Was it no. the October? Uh, well, it's, it's a no. It's in November, so it's in the November bulletin that he said. Um, there's no digital. I don't version? know. I don't know if there's. I've been an Anna member for five years. Oh, I don't no, think I've received a. I only, yeah. okay. I only get it digitally. Yeah. Okay. I only get it digitally. Oh, see. Oh shit. Yeah. See, what, how how did it get all up in that? We just gotta go look. Is is that the October one or the November one? It says October twenty twenty. I don't know. I'll look. I'll look through it. All right. Well, anybody out there, if you see us, shout it out because uh, or just send us a picture of it or something because I kind of want to see it. I like it when we make the the newspaper. Yeah. Hey, uh, Matt, do you got a second? We got, uh, we're going to be doing a new segment 
today. Uh, it's sure. called um, Ask the People. I don't know what the name's going to be yet, but right now. I have a question. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Hang on. Elizabeth has a question for you. Well, I have a question for all of us. So say if I'm just discovering this community, this nudist community, and I'm interested, but maybe I'm socially awkward or maybe I'm shy, not that vocal, but I want to go and I want to meet people. What's my best approach as a newcomer, never going to anything? How do I get like in the mix with people without being awkward and without creeping people out or, you know, just giving yeah. off like weird social vibes? Because that will turn people off in any yeah. given situation. Yeah. So how do I overcome that kind of barrier? Because I feel like that is a barrier for some people. They come and they're not accepted or they didn't get the experience that they expected i guess are hoped for and then they don't come back oh my gosh elizabeth spit in the fire today well we have that we've had that question and i see it here too yeah i mean i remember telling you about how i got into it and i mm -hmm. went to this event and i went by myself and yeah and there was another event i was afraid to go to because i was going by myself so i i mean i'm understand like that has that hesitation of going to something naked without knowing anybody and then it's intimidating when you see how social everybody is um i think for at least um like with united naturist at least because we do engage so much on a social platform that it kind of opens the door a little bit for someone to kind of start engaging um virtually to maybe start developing relationships so that when there is an event or if you're going to meet up at somewhere that you've kind of at least know some kind of names. Mm -hmm. um, but I always just tell people like, find out when an event's happening and, you know, go and just say hi. Like I've never mm -hmm. met I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just my group of friends, but mm -hmm. I feel like nudists are the most accepting and uh, unconditionally like loving people I've ever met. So I understand that it could be intimidating, but it's kind of one of those things you go to the beach. You know, yeah. I don't know. What do, I mean, what do you think? I don't know either. <laughs> I think that you do have to do some research. You do have to be comfortable with yourself. If you're not comfortable with yourself, you're not going to be comfortable anywhere. So yeah. that's very important. But yeah, like you said, just say hi. Do your research. If you're trying to be at the resort where there's, pe there's people, there's something going on, make sure you look at the calendar and, and see, if, is there an event? If there's no event, there's it's probably going to be a more mellow, slow kind of day. But yeah. you just have to push yourself and, and I mean, be social. Even even if you don't know, like if you don't have a connection, mm -hmm. I think if you're willing to just go on like a Wednesday and go sit by the pool mm -hmm. and even if you know you're going to go and you don't know anybody and that's okay, but especially younger people, don't be afraid to go up and say hi to someone that you feel like is in your age range mm -hmm. or anybody for that matter. Right. So like for me, I have no problem hanging out and having drinks with someone that's 30 years older than me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also, that's not the only experience that I want to have. Like, that's not going to build a lasting 
experience for me, right? People tend to gravitate and build deeper relationships with people that are that are their peers, whether you know their age or their demographic or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, don't be afraid to say hi to somebody and just yeah. be like, hey, it's my first time here, you know, just wanted to say hi. People are going to be really accepting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if we're talking about like the it kind of sounds like you're talking about like the phys like what would you do like when, right when you get there um definitely not like right when you get there but just yeah like when you go get or, get to the resort i mm-hmm. guess yeah n- not or right the, when you first get there the, but when you you're going first start to socialize um i see it a lot where people kind of just stand in the corner and they kind of like i know people they're not staring like some of them probably aren't staring to like get a peek or something like that or whatever I think some of them in their their hearts or their brains are like, oh, I can just go say hi to them. Come on, do it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I was. You know, I I still am like that sometimes. Um, but when you just sit there and stare at somebody contemplating if you should say hi or not, that makes it so much more awkward. So then when you finally do go talk to them, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're that creep that's been staring at me this whole time. And then, like you said, that that already gives you like that, that wrong impression of the first time. So definitely like like Matt said, if, if you're see those people just go say hi to them to say hello you know i'm and say your name um you know if i guess people aren't shaking hands right now but you know shake hands or if you can um introduce yourself by your name just say yeah you know this is my first time you know i, I am a little nervous or, or something mm-hmm. like that you know that kind of breaks the ice where you're not just don't just like walk up to somebody and go hi mm-hmm. like that's it you know but then you also fall, some people just are socially awkward mm-hmm. you know and that's that's something you definitely work on you know you don't have to be socially awkward your whole life. And I feel like jumping into that cold water of, of, you know, the social abyss, I guess, um, you know, it kind of, you get cold, but it helps out. So they have to do some work. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think, you know, I'm saying maybe that's the message. Yeah. No, I mean, the message is, is that you definitely have to like put yourself out there, right? Like you kind of have to, you have to, you have to open your mouth and say mm-hmm. hi. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you got to look at my experience. I told my story about how I went to this event by myself. And because I saw somebody that I felt that I could connect with, I said hi. And in that conversation, they asked if I was going to go to another event that I would have not gone to had I not met and connected with them. Mm-hmm. So if I had not opened my mouth and said hi, mm-hmm. I would have probably never gone to this event and never met and never dove headfirst into this community because I would have felt isolated. And so I understand the fear because I was there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember what it was like to not know anybody. But just opening up and, and saying, okay, I'm here, I'm going to do this. You're not going to be, well, I shouldn't say you're not. Like, in my experience, you're mm-hmm. not going to be you're going to be welcomed and included and you know people are going to be like oh my gosh it's your first time like welcome how you like what do you guys think about it like i think it's just very unique the experience it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen other places you know inclusiveness yes Mm -hmm. fuck yeah all right let's get to our segment what should we call it i don't know what What are you doing so I just asked people, um, cause usually after a podcast, people are like, Oh, you know, I wish you would have talked about this. I wish blah, 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 blah. Um, so I just said, Hey, if any, uh, we're about to record, uh, trying something new, is there anything that you want us to talk about? 
go ahead and reply. Looking forward to your questions. So I won't say anybody's name because um, I don't know if they want me to. So first things first, um, how about the difference? And we don't have to get too, too into it, Matt, um, but, you know, get as deep as you want to. Uh, that's what she said. No, sorry. That was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. Delete that. <laughs> All right. So how about the difference between Europe and U.S. views on nudity? I've never been to Europe. Uh, one day I will, but I haven't yet. I don't understand like what what uh, they say. Like, like what is the like what's the I, I don't know. Maybe I guess if it's we... kind of hard to answer because we're not from Europe. Yeah. So I guess like what's the difference between Europe and U.S. views on nudity? Like, I, I guess because Europe kind of has more beaches. They have more like well, nudity is more acceptable. You know, I've I guess. traveled. I've traveled a lot and I've been to Europe a lot. Um, I have a lot of friends who are European. I would say that the American culture is still very Puritan in, in foundation that we as a culture somewhere along the lines have married sex and nudity together. And because of our heritage and conservative values for so long, which I think is, you know, evolving a little bit in the last 20 years or so. But because of those Puritan foundation, we still equate seeing someone naked as a sexual thing, right? Um, in Europe, there was never that, you know, conservative view of sex and nudity being, you know, combined, like, you know, maybe it's because there was more like higher concentrations of people living in cities. And so privacy was a lot more scarce. Uh, and so as a culture, you know, over the generations, it just became that seeing someone naked isn't necessarily, uh, you know, intimate or, you know, sexual. Um, I mean, that's, that's, I guess what I would say is the difference is that because of our conservative um, heritage, sex, sex and sexuality got combined with nudity, that if you see someone naked, then that means you're in a, you, I mean, traditionally speaking, the only time you see someone naked is if you're in a sexual experience with them, right? Yeah. Like. I, I would say that would be the more normal viewpoint of nudity. Like, like most people go through their entire life only seeing another person naked if they're in a sexual experience with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So because of that being their experience, that that's the equation that they, you know, anyways. No, oh, no. Good. Good answer. Yeah. I like that. Normalized nudity. It's really normalized nudity is kind of i guess the answer europe is a little bit more normalized united states not yet we're getting there though i promise next question uh it's actually from yannick uh from the naked colors podcast shout out um also a little shout out go check out her podcast they're amazing she's on a good roll right now so um if you haven't talked about skincare tips for nudists during uh fall and winter I don't take care of my skin at all. 
I use the same soap for my hair and for my body. So I think you guys can take this one away. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know what it is. I would say it's a man thing, but I just learned that other men use shampoo and conditioner and body wash. So mine's all natural, though. So you do use natural soap. So whatever that means. Um, Elizabeth, do you want to touch on this? So what what do you do for the winter and uh, fall season when it gets a little bit drier and colder? Only it's a nudist thing. It's just a hygiene thing, I guess. Talking to the microphone. I'm not talking to the microphone. Yeah. Here you go. Well, I can I use... That's all that matters. What I use for moisturizer is uh, organic cold press in a dark bottle olive oil. That's what I use on my entire body. Yeah. I learned it from an path, so... That's all I got. There you go. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. And that's what I use sometimes. Actually, that's what I use for sunscreen in the uh, summertime. Turns out, not sunscreen. Oil can get dark as fuck. It's more like a tanning oil. It is a tanning oil. So if you're... Coconut oil has a little bit of SPF in it. That's what I heard. Does it? I think it's Um, only like 5% SPF. But coconut oil does have a little bit, yeah. Well, that olive oil doesn't have any... SPF has negative SPF. I don't think it's negative SPF. I remember learning it's pretty good for you. I mean, I guess okay. So back to the oh, question. No, good. I'm just having. A, I just have a little bit of a. I guess I'm not understanding why. <laughs> like just because it's fall or winter, your skin routine like. It's, so it's more dry. I mean, I guess so, but I feel like you would Maybe just need those adjustments anyway. Yes. Yeah. Well, what about people with, like darker like, skin? Is that so it? normal to me that like I would say stay moisturized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any opportunity that you can get some sunshine, enjoy it. You know. But I would say stay moisturized all year all year round. You know, like take yes. care of your skin. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. Okay, see, I need to get a new microphone stand because this thing is... Okay. All right. Um, this one is from Natural Target. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Uh, how about our favorite hobbies? I would imagine he's talking about our favorite hobbies at nudist resorts. Uh, I'm going to take this one for the first one. So my favorite hobby used to be... What was my favorite hobby? For I don't know. I just liked... Walking around, drinking, um, rock climbing for sure I love. Now, since I went to Virginia, shout out to the banana rum cup people. (laughs) I am highly, highly addicted to volleyball to a point where we are going to build a volleyball court here. We are hoping to build a volleyball court at Olive Del Ranch. We have one. Well, we have. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. We're planning on building a soft sand court. Sorry, a sand court. Well, sand volleyball court at Olive Del Ranch. Right now, we do have a hard top, and we've been playing every Sunday. So, if you are in the area, come Southern on down. California. I feel like I feel like sand would be so hot there in the summer. Like you wouldn't be able to be barefoot on the sand. White sand? Yeah, you should be fine. Because I know that black the black sand is really hot, but the white sand is tolerable. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. hot no matter what. Well, plus when you're like running around, yeah, you're kicking I guess up it's sand. It's gonna be hot over here. And well, and even at Black Beach, they'll they'll get like buckets of water and they'll kind of just spray the sand a little bit to cool it down. I think it'll be fine. Anyway, the point is, I'm addicted to volleyball. I literally can't stop thinking about it. It's ridiculous. Um, so that is my new favorite hobby right now, Elizabeth. What is your favorite hobby at a nudist resort? Or being naked? What's your favorite hobby when you're naked? 
I don't know. I don't know if there's a favorite thing I like to do when I'm not wearing clothes. I think it's the same. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Nice. I'm boring. I'm sorry. No, you're not boring. No, you're <laughs> you're not boring. I'm so sure. Uh, Matt, what is your favorite hobby? Except um, for party. I like drinking and socializing <laughs> with my friends. The party. Like laying by the pool or a hot tub or listening to music. Just chilling, vibing. Um, that's what I do mostly. Um, volleyball is fun. I do a lot of naked volleyball. Um, but yeah, just kind of like whatever, hanging out with my friends. Karaoke's fun. Darts are fun naked. Darts yeah. are fun naked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So two more. Um, one, this one will probably, t- I have to do research on this. Um, this is a pretty complex question. Uh, they said naturism in the Far East, Asia, Southeast Asia, etc., where naturism is beginning to get a following despite cultural and or religious challenges. That sounds like a statement. That does sound like a statement. Maybe, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it. Maybe it was just saying that. Anyways, cool. um, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I'm sorry. Well, let's do some research more. I think he was talking about like, maybe, I, I don't maybe hit us up and we'll dig deeper into this so yeah all right so i say this one because um i think we don't have to get too into it okay maybe just and we're not going to break it down to one certain subject i know what they're talking about but they said how to keep your sanity these days put us on the spot huh um do you want to go first? Matt, do you want to go first? Like, how do I keep my sanity these days? Yeah. Or how, like, what would I suggest be, like, some good thing? I, I think let's, because cool. I'm not trying to change anybody anymore. Just, you are going to be who you are. Maybe let's just say, what do you do to keep your sanity? Let's just do that. Let's see. Let's just talk about what we do. And if you want to follow our actions, then you can do that. If not, then... There you go. Um, I would say what I do to keep my peace of mind uh, is spend time with my friends, my loved ones, like people that I have really good relationships with. Uh, spend as much time naked as possible. Uh, enjoy the sun as much as possible. Um, listen to some really good like music that I can lose myself into. You know, just meditate um, and not choose not to focus on things that I can't control or that aren't making me my best self. And that's really hard to do, right? Like, you want to be your best self and then you, you have something that's just dragging you down. And it's a daily, sometimes hourly reminder to choose to invest in positive energy you know, positive relationships, positive experiences. So, yeah, I guess that's what I do, you know, and not look at the bigger picture and not look at, like, not be consumed with, oh, my gosh, I have to be climbing this mountain. Just focus on the steps that are in front of me. I like that. That's beautiful, man. Jesus. (laughs) What do you do to keep sane? In these times, 
I don't know. I feel like Matt, a lot of things that Matt does. Yeah. But because we're just... so alike, we're so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna pick something that you want to grow, some area in your life you want to grow in or learn about, you get a book, do some research, find a mentor, find something that's gonna help educate you and drive you to be more productive in that area of your life. I like that. So I've been thinking about this question all day because because you saw it because I saw it. Um, I'm going to tell you the first thing that I started noticing, which I've experienced within the past I think like month or two. Get off your phone. That's something that was so hard for me. There was just constant. I don't know how to call it bulls. There's just constant stuff going on that when you're scrolling through your phone, you're just getting jabbled. And it's a, it, I used to spend an average of four hours a day. On my phone, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all of this, just looking after article after article and newspaper and this and that, blah, blah. I now spend roughly 15 minutes a day on my phone. Well, on social media. Um, it's very toxic. Uh, so I think not necessarily ignoring anything. That's not what I'm trying to say that I do. But just take it in littler increments. You know what I mean? Because when you, I feel like when you're just so overwhelmed with negativity, you think that the world is is on fire that's what your entire view is going to be and that's going to set your intentions for your or your your thought process for the entire day um and then like both of you guys said do something that's bettering yourself that's i'm constantly in this not struggle but this battle with myself to try to better myself you know and there's goals that i've been putting into place that keeps me not focused on the stuff not necessarily it doesn't matter but the stuff that's just so negative you know, so just like you said, more of that positive. It doesn't have to be negative, just not yeah. as important or not a priority. There you go. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. Not a priority. So uh, focus, fix your priorities or, or, you know, rearrange your priorities, you know? Um, well, I think it's important to not to realize, like, there's going to be negative things in life. Like, you shouldn't just ignore them and abandon them. But correct. Yeah. You know put the appropriate amount of energy into them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah I no, can't just be like, oh, yeah. I have bills. I'm just going to ignore them. <laughs> them. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no for, for sure. For, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. Take the amount, the appropriate amount of negative energy in your life and then make the rest of it. I'd say like 5% negative energy. Like, oh, I got to put gas in my car today. I have to do laundry. That sucks. And then, you know, the other 95%, you're like, dude, I'm partying this weekend. I'm reading a book right now. Well, to and... clarify, there is a difference in responsibility and negative <laughs> yes. energy. Like, yes. just because no, no, no. you're responsible for something doesn't, me. doesn't mean I that it's negative. Do this shit. It's actually growth. <laughs> yeah, It's character adulting. building. Eh. Adulting is positive for you. I will adult when I become an adult one day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I well, was awesome. not Wait, adulting is negative. Yeah, it sucks, but it's not negative. Okay. Not adulting. Okay. I don't fill in the blank. I don't know. I'm horrible with life, I guess. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Positive energies, better yourself. There's always room for improvement, whoever you yeah. are. By the way, Blake doesn't party every single day of his life. No, I don't. I just he talk shit. He does. Yeah. I wish I could. I go to work, you know, I pay bills. He's responsible. Mostly responsible. Uh, I shower. I brush my teeth every day. You know, I do. I do grown up. I do grown up shit. 
um, voted, you know, filled out my taxes. Okay. You know, uh, let's see what else did I do. <laughs> Took all the trash yesterday. That's like, okay. spot. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this. I want to hear it. No, just kidding. All righty. Well, Matt, thank you so much for um, sharing your your wisdom with us. And <laughs> we are so excited. I'm excited to have you as a friend. I'm not going to say we're because I don't know how you feel. But I am excited oh, to have you as a friend. You guys. Do you feel the same? He knows I love him. Yeah. I but, love um, you guys. You guys are two of my favorite people in the whole world. In the whole world? You guys are two of my favorite in the whole world. I love you guys. I love you too, man. I don't say love a lot. So, trust me. Elizabeth doesn't even say it to me. So, <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But, um, well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, are you staying awake? Thank you for having just... me. Yeah. yeah. Just... Let me stop recording this real quick and then All right, thanks, we'll chat. Guys. All right, everybody. Go check us out. <laughs> check out this podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> um, United Naturist, unitednaturist.com. You can follow them on Instagram. Are you guys on Twitter too? No, we're not okay. on. Well, we're not on Twitter. So Facebook, we do have Instagram. Yep. Yep. And then, um, of course, you can always follow us at ournakedstory.com, um, Instagram, and Twitter. And then also, you can check out our podcast on all podcast sites, which you're already listening to one. So just do what you did here, but mm-hmm. to the next future episodes. And also, you guys, uh, I'm just gonna ask one more or say one more time. Um, there's a donation button on our website. It's the donate to the naked cause. Um, if you can, if not, no big deal. I get it. So Is there a minimum amount? There's no minimum and there's no maximum. Oh. So I could give you a penny? I think you can give me a penny. Okay. So yeah. Alrighty. Well, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day or night or evening or whatever you're doing. Ciao. Bye.